What's up guys, welcome to today's money. Thank you for listening, I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you wanna jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. All right, everybody, welcome back. So today I've got a good friend of mine, Forrest here. We are gonna talk about something specific. You know, I've been doing these conversations with traders that I work with uh, to get them out to the YouTube community just because I think everybody that I've spoken to over the last couple of years each person has their unique piece of value. And Forrest, I've seen grow in so many areas, but spe- specifically, I wanna talk with him today and hopefully we can pull some insights from him today on habits and how he's changed his habits and how it's translated from trading habits to like lifestyle habits. And even, I guess, just going back a few weeks ago to kind of catch everybody up, when we were speaking and you were telling me how the amount doesn't matter, but you were telling me how you had saved up X amount of money, X amount of dollars, more than you had ever saved before. And I was so impressed by that. I was like, that it, it, that kind of, I guess, spawned this whole idea of like, yo, I need to get him on the YouTube channel because there's something here that we need to pull out. And I wanna go at that, but before we get into the questions and, and the direction there, do you wanna introduce yourself to everybody real quick? Sure, man, my name's, my name's Forrest McKinney. I've been trading for about two years met Austin about halfway through my trading career and it's been pretty good ever since. And now, um, where are you located for us? Just to tell everybody you're in the U S uh, yeah, I'm in the U S out in Wyoming. Nice. So Forrest is one of the guys who trades with us on the West coast. The time zone's a little different, but that's something we're going to touch on even today talking about the time zone change and the routine and how you've kind of adapted to that. So, to catch everybody up, I guess, on your trading career so far, start at the point where you and I met and then talk us through to today, like a 5,000-foot view on if you looked back on yourself, um, you know, when you first came into ASFX, you had no idea who I was really. You were just kind of hoping that this was going to be a better solution than what you had versus yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, when I first started, I actually followed you for about six months before I considered learning from you excuse me to uh you know just reaffirm myself that you're not one of those other guys on the social media platforms and youtube that are gurus (laughs) but uh exactly so that was that was a big step for me personally i i learned from another person beforehand but that's a whole nother story uh you know it took me a while to get adjusted to you because i learned so differently but after I started picking up on it, it's been great. Like I've learned different things from you as a trader and a person. So it's it's been a kind of a roller coaster for me. <laughs> I, I feel like even through some of our calls that we've had together where you'll hit me up, you'll be like, Yeah, we gotta talk. And it'll yeah. go, you know, it definitely has been, so to speak, a roller coaster for all of us. I feel like anyone that's been trading for over a year and and no like consistently for a year and hasn't given up, they probably have felt some type of a roller coaster. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I think every, everybody can relate to that. But when you said, you said something that was interesting I want to ask you about, you said it was um, difficult to like learn with me because we learn differently. Can you explain that a little bit more? So it wasn't technically because the way you teach, it was the way I had to learn. Uh, I learned such a different, uh, method of trading before you that I had to completely just let go of what I learned before because it was starting to intermingle with your course and I was starting to make mistakes with that. So it was easier for me to let go of what I previously learned and then just start fresh with you. 
Now, when you talk about like I mean, specifically, are you, do you mean like trading systems, trading signals? Like what specifically was something you had to let go of? Uh, the whole different system. A whole different system is what I had to let Just go. Just the whole of. way of reading the chart, completely yeah. different. Yeah, uh, and the other way wasn't wrong. It was, it was still a good way of reading the charts. It just sure different, different. So I had to let yeah. go of that. When you were going through that, I feel like that is basically what you're talking about as far as like that roller coaster of like trying to let go of it, but still having it kind of seep back into your habits and the way that you were acting. What do you think helped you make the decision that it was time to finally say, okay, I'm cutting the cord? Because I feel like that was probably one of the pivotal moments where then you started to make the other changes happen, your routine, your money saving habits, those other habits started to change, I think after that. So I want to talk about that. What do you think it was the inception for that? Um, I think honestly, when that started to change was when I was starting to get more serious about trading. And, okay. uh, at that point, I mean, it wasn't long after the Philadelphia seminar was coming up. So it was, it was one of those moments where I had to, you know, it was either I take this and get dedicated or I stop now and stop wasting my time and do something else. So it was, and the reason I came to that conclusion, conclusion is that when I was just trying to trade with other things going on, it was just messing me up too much. So, you know, it just came to a, all of it came to a head all at once. It was, you know, do I dedicate myself to this or do I just not? <laughs> so that's where it really changed. Decision? How did you decide, like, why did you decide to stick with trading? Why did you not shy away from just stopping? What kept you going? Because it is very difficult. Uh, to be honest with you, it's, you know, the statistics that 90% of all traders fail. Uh, all right, hold my beer. So that's what I did. <laughs> hold my beer. Watch this. And that so was, that, that that was, that, that's more to myself than anything. That's interesting. So that is that a chip on your shoulder? Is that what that is? Like, just don't test me because I'm right kind of thing? Or what, it, what do you think that is? Uh, that's part of my history, honestly. It was uh, anytime somebody said that you can't do something because you don't have a specific qualification for that i go all right well let's do it so that's where that comes from it isn't uh anything really too meaningful but to me it's i prove everybody wrong <laughs> do you think that that drives you in your training to be more disciplined like do you go even to take that to the extreme of like because again talking about thinking about how that impacts your habits wouldn't that that characteristic build a habit to you almost of like, here's the rules. I'm going to follow these rules better than anybody else. Is that mm -hmm. a perspective that you choose to take? Yeah, absolutely. Tell me, tell me, where do you think that, I guess, is where, where was that decision made along the road? Was it all in that same day, all in that same moment? It was like, I'm going to just take this seriously now. And this is what I'm going to do because it was against the wall. It was when I decided to actually come out to the Philadelphia seminar for you. Uh, really you know yeah it's you know that like you said prior is saving money and i wasn't saving a whole lot of money back then but i made them a commitment to spend that money to come out meet you and sit through that uh seminar so i think right i think when i was deciding 
you know, to go and dedicate myself to this and spend the money to come out there, that's when it really yeah. kicked in for me. That's interesting. What do you think? Was it the was it the appeal of a live event where you could come and talk to me and talk to other traders? Was that it? Like just the almost like you were longing for community, and then we provided you almost with something to like find fill that need, and you were like, yes, I'm gonna now I have the thing that'll help me lean into going all in on this. Was that what you're kind of saying, maybe? It was a push. I don't, I don't really know. It, like it was a, it was a multitude of things. It was, it was a push for myself. It was just felt that you had to do it. Yeah. It was, you know, I, I, if I couldn't push myself to do that, what could I push myself to do? Because that's something yeah. I've never done. I've never been out to the East coast. I've never met other traders. It was just, sure. you know, it was a push for myself and well, it ended up pretty damn well. Right. <laughs> so going back to since we've spoke about it a little bit already the money saving habits can you kind of give paint a picture for everybody if you go back to forest three years ago a year ago somewhere in oh, that dear frame <laughs> of how you would look at saving money or trying to put money aside towards a bigger a uh, bigger vision a bigger goal uh three years ago that was not even in my scope of reality really it was really i would i would save up some cash find something I like and just blow it. And I would keep repeating the process. It was because I've always had that part of me where it's like, you know, I want a better life. I want to be able to live freely, but because of habits I've built and just didn't care enough, I would always spend what I've saved. So it's why didn't you care enough? That is a good question. it's a, uh, is it because you think you can make money easily because you've always been able to find a job, been able to make some money, keep it coming in, keep it rolling? Yeah. The, that, you know, I've never had a problem getting a job. I've been employed for 15 years straight. Not, I mean, there's been a couple of times where, you know, three or six months I wasn't employed, but I mean, you're talking out of 15 years, that's not a very long time. So sure. I, I, uh, I always had a job, so I never really worried about it. Right. Do you think that that, like being able to come into trading with income coming in from another source helped or hurt your trading more when you first started as far as habits. Like, do you think the habit of you having money coming in would, because to me it would reinforce negative habits almost, right? Because if you yeah. keep money coming in, of course, and, and I, we always like, you know, I tell everybody as new traders, like you want to keep money coming in as you're starting to trade. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying if you, um, don't take the money seriously that you put into the trading account. Even as you have other money coming in, you build bad habits and it becomes just like a gambling account almost. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it, along with that bad habits, like I would uh, overextend myself. So any money I had put in the trading account, I'd have to pull it back out because I had to pay for things. So it was a really bad habit. Interesting. So now what changed as far as that even, because that goes back to the money saving habit mm -hmm. itself of and what you were doing, your mindset, your your approach towards saving. So what changed over the last year? What I wanted for myself and for um, me and my fiance. I wanted a better life for both of us. As in, you know, we're both free to do something we enjoy. Uh, you know, I don't want to be tied down to a physical place. Sure. So that way I have to go work for somebody else. I'd much rather do some work and 
be able to enjoy things I do like to do, like cooking or barbecuing. I, mm-hmm. You know, I love hobbies, but having that job, I never had any time for it. So that's where the change started happening is I wanted something more. I want something more and I want to be more than myself. What, when you say that you wanted to be something more, that tells me that there's like a clear detachment from your trading. So it's almost like you look at trading and the money that you're going to make from trading as like a tool to get you the freedom, to get you the ability to do the other things that you want to do. It's not necessarily necessarily that you even love trading to the extent where you could see yourself trading forever, right? Because you're right. saying like, if I can get it to the point where I can build a lifestyle that I like, right? So if, if it feeds that for you, I feel like that's one of the beautiful things about trading. And you can now look at your habits and the things that you've changed, shifting yourself into that perspective. So when you said that it's because you got more clarity basically on what you want for you and your fiance. Tell me more about that. Like, does that mean that you now know what you want to do next year more, or is it, you know what you want to do 10 years from now and you know what that takes? Like what, what, what exactly are you speaking on there? It's the long term. You know, I, I, I finally got to the point where I realized what I actually wanted to do. And part of that, is I want to help other people and do things to help our earth and clean it up. But unfortunately our, our entire world runs on fiat currency. So you have to have that to help. I mean, there's things you can do volunteer work, but to make a huge impact, you do need, you need some of that paper money. You need some of that cash. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at. Like, you, you know, I want to, you know, I want to do things for our veterans. It's not, it's a whole wide spectrum. It's just, but none of it works without cash. So you're looking at it like I need to shift the years, the, the time scale that I'm looking at this for to use this trading tool to fund the the other things that you want to do. No, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What what helped you shift into that long term mindset from three years ago to today? What was the conversations that you had with your fiance? Excuse me. Was it? something you saw on the internet and you watched a Gary Vee video and you got super hyped up. You watched one of my videos and you got super, like, what was it? You know what I mean? That really, do you think helped oh, you make the shift in focus? I honestly would have to probably pinpoint it with a, to a conversation with that we had at some point in time, because I can't really remember what triggered the change because it, it happened it happened sometime in December, January this past year. It, it just finally switched over, and it's been balls to the wall ever since. When you switched over, what were you? What were the feelings like? Like, what did it feel like when you finally switched over? That well, what made you? Because I feel like I know what I felt like when I had to. Um, I felt just say enough is enough. You know what I mean? Like, what 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 do you? I felt hopeless, really, honestly. If you think about it. Uh, the how do I explain this? The hopelessness of not being self-sufficient, you know. It always felt like I was always going to have to depend on somebody else for a job or for money or something for job like that. income, and to create a life for a life yeah. that I would have to yeah. use somebody else to create a life, and I was just it wasn't working for me. Do you think that that I know you mentioned this already that that 
plays into a little bit of your opinions on like fiat currency and and really just like the way that America is is kind of shifting its monetary policy in the direction that we're going because you and I do share a lot of similar thoughts on that. Do you think that your long-term focus help like did did your approach towards fiat currency and towards the government and things like that do you think that helped reinforce long-term focus or do you think that is kind of counteracting it? Oh, absolutely it helped it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Because do I don't think, Yeah, go ahead, please. Because I don't have trust for what's going on in the world. So How can that you? exactly. And so that part really drives me to have other things in play rather than just having currencies going. With everything going on, does that impact what you're doing on a daily basis? Because like, again, if we're thinking about habits, right, you're saying mm -hmm. with everything going on, and if that's making you take everything a little bit more seriously, you would say that the coronavirus and all this stuff going on is almost a positive impact on you in that way, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's interesting because it does shift your mindset. It makes you a little bit more urgent. You know, mm -hmm. like, for example, I just had a lady in the house here today to take blood work for me and Riley for life insurance. And she was saying to me, she's like, we expect so much business in the next couple of years, like, you know, 12 to 24 months, because once this virus settles down a little bit, she's like, people are going to, you know, want to react and get life insurance and, and prevent themselves, you know. So it's yeah. just interesting to hear that different perspective. Let me ask you a different question, if you don't mind. Go for I read it. a book. Um and I'm sure you probably heard me talk about it. It's by James Clear and it's called Atomic Habits. <clears throat> and he defines like these four laws of habits that every really solid habit has to follow. It has to be obvious, it has to be attractive, it has to be easy, and it has to be satisfying. So when I was thinking about this call and I was thinking about you and I getting on here and trying to make some value for the YouTube content and for the right. YouTube community, I want, I'm like, you know, to me, this, the habit of saving money is such a powerful habit to have. The ability to save money, of course, is, a, is, a, is something that you have to obtain, but the habit is completely different. Some people make a shit ton of money, and they mm -hmm. do really well for themselves, but they spend more than they make. They might make 300 grand, but they're spending 450. Mm -hmm. So to have the habit of saving money is completely different than having the ability to acquire money. So right. I want to talk about that money-saving habit around those four laws. Have you done anything specifically when it comes to putting money aside, either into your trading account or into a vacation fund, whatever it is, just saving money aside? Right. Have you done anything to make it more obvious or more attractive or easier or more satisfying when I ask you that? Does anything pop into your head? Not necessarily, actually, uh, because everything I do is mental. It, it's, it really is. Everything's a mental game. So I make it as hard as possible on myself. So yeah, I take as much money as I can literally to make myself uncomfortable and throw, go and put it in my trading account. So I give myself the least amount of cash. Interesting. Why do you do that? Because if you make yourself comfortable, you won't change. Just personal opinion. Sure. If you make, if you stay comfortable, you don't change. I mean, if you if you stay comfortable with the habits that you have, That's then you're absolutely true, bro. You you have no drive. So I want to work hard and change my habits. Well, how can I do that? Well, I want to make myself very uncomfortable 
and save as much money as possible. The wall. Right. I have no other choice. But I also, what was it? I also heard from somebody else about saving money, but I'll probably think about it later. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's it. It's, it wasn't easy or attractive. It was literally as hard as possible. Interesting. It, and you and you flourished in that toughness. Now, seeing what it does for you and what it's done in the last year, I know, number one, it's motivated you because we spoke about that. Like it made you see like, wow, I can actually, if I got this far in a year, dude, five years from now, I could be way further, like realistically, way further than I thought. And I actually have the numbers now to prove it. So right. now, of course, that's motivating. But what else has it done for you? Has it changed your perspective in any other way? It's changed my perspective on my whole life, actually. Mentality, physical life, everything. My my actual habits that I have have been changing drastically. Really? Yeah, really? absolutely. And that's been How? within the last couple months. Uh, I've, you know, you and I talked one time and we, t- we were talking about soda and water and whatnot. How soda is actually terrible for you. Well, yeah. if you look at this, oh, you get that. Oh, What's I saw in, that. It's a V8. My man. I don't drink soda. I drink yeah. water, iced tea, and then that's what I drink for energy drinks. That's amazing. And those are, you know, they've got 10 grams of sugar in them. They're really healthy. And it's a better Way alternative. Way better than the soda. Way better than the soda. Well, the one of the worst habits I had is I used to drink like two, three, or four monster energy drinks a day. Oh, with so So uh, everything's been changing quite drastically. And, uh, you know, I've been... Even smoking, I, I smoked. Past two days, I got on a program to quit smoking. It just awesome. everything's it's everything's starting to change. It takes time, you know. These things don't happen overnight, but it's working. And it's, how do you handle so much change at once? Because I've heard a lot of people struggle when trying to make so many changes at once. Let me stop drinking, stop smoking, stop eating unhealthy all at once. Where some people will say, "Let me just do one at a time." But I guess that goes into you, right? You're the guy that says, yo, hold my beer. I'll do this all at once. I'll carry it all inside. I'll take care yeah. of all this. And right? most health professionals would probably say that's not good to do. But for me personally, hold my beer and watch this. <laughs> it's, right. right. I will, you know, I will succeed at it. And that's part of my drive to be better. That's what's driving it. It's not, that back oh, it's against a, the wall hunger is what pushes you to be better. Yeah. My back's up against the wall. I've got to change something, and I'm going to change everything. Yeah, bro. I mean, you're making me question how comfortable I am right now. Shit. I'm like, damn, maybe he's right. Maybe I do need to put myself <laughs> in a little bit more of an uncomfortable position. Well, you, For real. You know, it's yeah. it's a definitely a good question to ask yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because something I was telling everybody to ask like a couple of days ago, I said it in one of our calls. I was like, ask yourself, am I doing enough right now so that when I look back on this, I don't regret not putting enough money to work, not doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now it's, it's kind of like in the same boat almost, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's it literally comes down to how comfortable are you? If you're if you're really comfortable, then you're doing something wrong in my eyes. Do you think? <laughs> do, you, do you, no, I agree. Do you think being comfortable for too long, you almost become blind to it, and then it can shift your overall perspective on the goals that you can achieve? Absolutely. It, you it, can, it, like that, that's settling, right? I guess that's what I described is settling. And you know, it. everybody's thermometer for success and what they want to do in life is way different than mine. So 100%. if they're getting to a point where they're comfortable and they've achieved whatever it is, their personal success, 
then that's fine. But my personal success is far beyond where I'm at right now. So it's, you know, I'm, I'm running full speed ahead. It just how it works. So, the, so do you think, sorry, finish. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, do you think that, that people listening will, could find value in that? Because basically what you just said even drives home more of the point that there's really two ways to go about this. There is no right or wrong. No. You can, in any situation, there's multiple rights, I guess is the better way to look at it. There's multiple ways to get it done, even if one might seem right to you versus another one seeming right to me, where I would look at it and I'm like, with my back against the wall, sometimes I'm more vulnerable to big hit, you know, big haymakers, big hits that mm -hmm. knock me out completely. So being back against the wall in all situations might not make sense. So I think there's like a, maybe a balance to it, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think? I would say there's a balance to it. There's, there's, yeah. there's, there has to be a balance in everything you do. You can't, yeah. you, when I say full speed ahead with back against the wall, like you can't do that for a long period of time. It, you, you'll sure. wear yourself out. So there has sure. to be a balance. Sure. That's interesting. What do you do to stay balanced? As you're, as you're coming through all these things that seem to be providing you with so much clarity. Like that's all I hear when you're talking right now. I'm like, clarity he's eating better he's taking care of his body better so he probably feels more clear so he's gaining clarity so now how do you here's a better question how do you sustain that constant state of achieving more clarity That's i keep myself question. busy yeah how uh i do chores literally okay I, I clean up i clean the house i go do mow the lawn i've i've been waiting for it to warm up enough because it's been warm and then raining but I'm going to get back on the bicycle and probably get some rollerblades myself and That's go cool. out and do activities. It something to the effect that you're not thinking about anything. Right. You're just not doing anything. You're just acting. So that way Dude, I don't even know the last time I did something like that. See, you give your, your time, your brain time just to wind down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I do. Literally it's, I, just go do something. I just act. I don't think about what I'm doing. Do you think like a lot of, I, I guess we both will agree. A lot of traders can't separate themselves from the desk. They don't know when to stop. They don't know when to go out and go do something else. You know what I mean? And I feel like you probably have gone through that, I would guess. And now that's why it's like you almost force yourself to get off the desk, right? Oh, it's, it's absolutely. It's, it's, you have to stay away from it. Your face just said it's still a struggle, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Only because like I I struggle with a little bit of timing because I want to stay on for a certain amount of time and then be done. Of course. But of course. other than that, it's not bad. For someone listening who's trying to like level out, I would call it, like balance out their trading to the rest of their life and, and, and finding those – maybe it's hobbies. Maybe it's not even hobbies, just hanging out with other – like whatever you want to call it. Right. How would you – how, what would you tell someone like me who doesn't do a great job at that? Like, how would you, without telling me like, Hey, do it. Cause I'm telling you to do it. Do you have any point of reference? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's actually pretty hard. I don't, I don't know. Like that's, that's one you'd have to think about. Uh, and one I'd have to know somebody pretty well to do that. Um, Fair. You would, because you're, God, you're, you're such a different type because you run your whole business from where you're at. But uh, 
that's hard, man. I don't, I don't know what I would say. Right. Well, it's like, even, okay. If you want to make it even more specific to me, it's like with me. So I'll tell you details. Part of what we're doing is like with, with, with this move to Florida is we're getting a, a little bit bigger of a place that'll mm-hmm. have an extra room. Yeah. That room will be Riley's office. And then this will be my office. But the way that we're setting up the offices in the new place, right. it's going to be designed so that I can't hang out in there unless I'm filming a video or trading or doing a call. If I need to do anything else, it has to be out in the living room. It has to be outside. It needs to be somewhere else. So the only way that I have found to force that upon myself now before we move and make that separation and like we're sharing the office now, we're always in here just talking and because she's working or I'm working. The way that I found to do it now is I use this notebook and I schedule out what I have to do every day. And then by a certain time, I just leave. And I don't come back in here until I have the next call or the next whatever. And I still struggle with it some days, but it helps, you know? Do you have anything that you do like that, that like you force yourself at any, like, cause you said specifically, there's only hours you trade, right? Yeah. So I'm up at four o'clock in the morning. So about eight or nine o'clock here, mountain time, which yeah. is about 11, 12, your time. Yeah. I'm done. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's all I do to, is I literally just, I'm done. Yeah. I cut it off it, mentally. It's a lot. I, I do a lot of mental work. Well, that's what I was going to say. It takes a lot of mental work. I feel like, because in that sense, if you shut off and you go out and you go do your thing, but the group chat's still going, mm-hmm. and everybody else is still taking trades. How do you deal with that when you see other people still trading and you're not trading because your hours are done or whatever it is. That doesn't fit my parameters to right, my so trading. It's just like I don't, you don't have that FOMO anymore. No, it's, it's, if somebody else is trading, I'm not going to worry about it. I've got the way I've got to do it. So, and I understand that. So I, when I, I just look through the chat and see what could have a continuation. So I don't really miss out on anything. Sure. What, what of all the habits that you've seen change within you now? I mean, even that right there being patient and not worrying about like, Oh, if they're getting pips, they're not my pips. If it's not my hours, all of these habits that have changed, which ones translated the most to you from trading to your everyday personal life, relationships, conversations, and social things? Patience. Yeah. Patience. Really. Tell me Just, more. Uh, so with trading and the way I trade, I use yeah. your system, but the way I trade is I have to be very patient. So I only trade one or two times a week. So I've had to learn to become very patient. That gives me more patience with my life and understanding that it takes a little bit more time to let things grow into fruition, really. I mean, that's where it's at. That's what translated the most. Have have you seen that have any super positive impact on your life outside of trading yet, being more patient? Can you Mm -hmm. give us an example that's not too personal? Uh, Planning on... The new house, actually, it's that's exciting. So, I really want to be out of this one that I'm in. I know. So I, I'm being patient. It's taking time. I understand it's going to take time, but there's that little thing, and there's like I want out, but of it course. really it, it is helping me because I it's I you didn't used to be like that. I I do things like immediately, <laughs> no matter the consequences. No, no planning. No. 
So maybe so, even another strong characteristic could be the planning aspect of it, like how you absolutely. plan out your trades. You can now plan out other things in your life almost, you know, and be more patient in those plans. But planning is the same thing, like you said before. It's like long-term focus. Isn't that the same thing almost? Hmm. It kind depends. Of, if, like if, planning is for the future, but it could be planning for tomorrow versus planning for next year. Planning is a it's a category and a subcategory all in itself to me. So yeah. my plan for a year doesn't interfere with my plans for the next week. Right. So <laughs> it just it's all subcategories to me. No, that, but that it, makes a lot it, of sense. It helps a lot to break it down that way. Yes, because that's the way like patients, it's how I trade is I have to plan how I'm going to handle everything. And by breaking it down into those categories, you're able to self, like what, self-diagnose better where you need to focus your attention more to make sure you don't make mistakes there. Absolutely. And if I yeah. do make a mistake, I can pinpoint it. Got it. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. I want to ask you one more thing as we're coming to the end of our, our call here. I want to talk, I because I do value your opinion on everything going on right now with gold bitcoin you know the fed printing more money and i don't know if you saw um what's going on with bitcoin but we crossed 10k a couple of days ago we're now right. back under 9k right before this having events going on so i want if you could share your thoughts on what's going on with me and the people yeah uh honestly i don't know where the currency is going to go with the us dollar because we are at such a state where the Fed just keeps printing money. Uh, in terms of money, this whole pandemic thing scares me because I think there's consequences that we're not fully aware of yet because of- I 100% agree. Because of the stimulus bills that they've passed. I mean, you're talking trillions of dollars already <laughs> pushed out. So I think that- Four trillion. It might be more, but around four. That that's scary, because we don't. You know who's paying for it. That's that's where my for in taxes. We're gonna pay for it in some way. Absolutely. So that's where my mind's at. So when I think about that, I look at digital currencies as an asset that could be a saving grace in the future. Yeah. And I think gold think and. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think gold and silver are going to be right along with digital currency. I don't disagree with you either. Do you, do you think that are we? This is, I guess, where we get at it. Are we on the when we're saying this shit that we think it's logical? Because I agree with you about the, the cryptocurrency stuff. Are we on the early side of this, or are we on the late side of this? Like the mainstream people aren't talking about it like this yet, not yet. I, so are we early? Or are we where are we at? I think we're early, but I think we're late at the same time because Bitcoin hit its big hype in what, 2017, was it? Yeah, that's when it hit 20K, yeah. Yeah, it, it got a lot of hype and it got a lot of news. But after that, it kind of seems like it got pushed to the side because, well, unfortunately, our government downplayed it. It's decentralized. decentralized. So I think we're early and late at the same time. But mm -hmm. I think we're... We're late in the sense that it was hyped, but we're early in the sense of it being a long-term asset because the market is so young with that. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. So for you, for the long-term, is Bitcoin the only coin that you're really playing right now just because 
the altcoins are still too speculative on long-term plays because you don't know who will be around or do you have other altcoins that you really like uh i haven't really there's a few altcoins i've read into and researched but i think it depends on what i mean everybody's got their coins that they like but i for long term i would look at what uh ethereum like block it's on is it on the ethereum block or is it on the bitcoin block got it those are your probably your safer bets because they have been around for the longest what's your scariest thing of cryptocurrency what scares you the most about it that it's so new it's so young so young it's it's it if you compare it to the stock market and the foreign exchange market oh, it it's is not even comparable yeah exactly it's so young so that part still scares me but i don't think it's but at going the same away. time that has to excite you come on that's got to get oh, you fired absolutely. up because if you're at 10k now and we're that young who's to say this isn't going 100k bro 200k a million well the fact that digital currency only has a set amount and once that amount's gone it's gone so the people that own it, it can drive the price up so we could we could see that that's exactly it. So I, I saw this video from a dude who makes like crypto videos on YouTube. He's got a pretty big channel. It's got like 40K subscribers. And he was basically explaining how there's so much money in the world invested in pension funds, hedge funds, in different – just all these different areas where money can be moved. There's so much money that even if a small piece of it – again, he did the numbers. I don't remember exactly – if just uh, if I can find the video, I'll put it in the link. I'll link it in the description to the our video here, so okay. you can go see it. But he he explains that if just a small piece, under five percent of all the global monetary supply that's in circulation and investments and you know things like that, just a small piece goes into crypto, Bitcoin would go to over a hundred thousand. Like oh, that's yeah. the way he breaks it down, because of how much money there still is out there. You know what I mean? It's it's not really comprehensible to people like us because we just don't operate in, you know those types of figures beyond right. trillions yeah those you start dealing with those kinds of numbers i mean uh, it's beyond our realm of reality really it really is to yeah, even think I, about I a trillion agree. dollars it's like that's a baffling number to me <laughs> if you had to pick one coin that wasn't bitcoin to be the coin of the next five years do you know what it would be do you have an idea uh it's between two uh i see a lot about xrp and then yeah. it'd be ethereum yeah i would more probably still big, lean, still big names i'd still lean towards more ethereum really mm -hmm. what specifically is the reason for that it seems like it's honestly just from what i've seen it's a more stable coin rather than to xrp xrp and and bitcoin i mean they're highly volatile i mean if you watch bitcoin for two weeks at a time it moves thousands of dollars right. so it's it, there's volatility there definitely definitely so for anyone who's just starting to get into crypto because since you kind of been through it a little bit what would you recommend that they do because i'm not even that deep in it yet would you recommend they go straight to coinbase that they go to a binance they go to a ledger what do you think um First and foremost, get your, I mean, if you're really going to invest in it, get yourself a cold storage wallet away from any exchanges. 
Uh, don't look, don't get a wallet that's hooked up to an exchange. Stay away from it. Uh, not because I've had pers bad personal experience, but because that's becoming centralized and that's not what it was about. Right. Second, go learn. Go learn because there's huge companies behind these all these coins, altcoins, you know, Bitcoin. There's huge companies that are trying to do great things with the world. So do your research because, you know, you may find one that goes somewhere. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So definitely do your research and learn. Um, for an exchange, that is completely dependent on the person. There's, where you're located and stuff like that. That's tough to call. Yeah, it, there's centralized exchanges and there's decentralized exchanges. Right. So, tough to call. But the, uh, the other advice of getting it off the centralized exchange, I think, is, is, is really solid advice. Because as they do become more centralized, you don't want your – it literally defeats the purpose of crypto, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. It, it, the, it gives – when it's decentralized, it gives people the power. And then when and it's centralized like right now more than ever, that's what it, we need. Once it's centralized, the feds have the power. Right. Well, that's, and you and I spoke about that before, like that whole fed dollar thing that the Democrats are trying to put out. It's, it's intense. It's definitely it, serious shit because it's not something that could just be reversed easily either. If they start making everybody use digital wallets to get $2,000 a month or something like that, people, it, you know what I mean? It's, it's. I read something about it, and I'm sure a lot of the people in the crypto world have seen it too. It's it's scary because they said that the Federal Reserve, the central banks, would hold on to your hot wallets. Right. They would hold your hot wallets. Right. That defeats that, the purpose of crypto. Absolutely. It's not crypto at that point, though. We're talking no, that, at that point. We're talking just about digital cash. Well, then, it, if it goes to that point, people can think if they're if they're uh, if they're into dystopian movies novels right. credits it's all credits right so at that Dude, point we have it we're not crazy. that far off of it you got to think about it we're not that we're closer today to that than we ever have been yep a lot closer i mean and right people, now is yeah right now is the big shift and i think that's what's going on <laughs> you, you get to decide do you want to be idle on the sidelines you know what i'm saying and be like oh that won't happen that won't happen or wait you know what i mean start to plan and think ahead I mean, to think no great civilization, great uh, empire has lasted more than 200 years, and the United States is the only one that has. So at some point, something's got to give. You know? Right. I think there was one that did last a lot longer, but – Was it? Yeah. It, you could someone, – someone on the YouTube comments will fact-check me and, and rip me up in the comments for that. Right, right. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. But listen, man, I appreciate you coming on. I'm hoping that everybody found some value in our conversation. We touched on a lot of different areas from the habits to the fiat currency to the cryptocurrency. So I think that there's definitely going to be something in here for everybody. But for everybody that wants to find you, let them know what your Instagram is. Let them know where the best place to get you is. Uh, Instagram is forest underscore NM, I believe it is. Yep. I don't know. Forrest isn't my... big on social media, <laughs> but he'll, he'll answer the questions. And if you need anything from him, you can always email me and I can – Put you in touch with him as well. Uh, Forrest, thank you, brother. I appreciate you giving us the time. Yeah, Everybody man, found it. value. Yeah, absolutely, bro. We're definitely going to see if the, if the YouTube community likes it. If you guys enjoyed it, let us know, and we'll bring Forrest back on. So thank you again, bro, and uh, everybody will see you in the next video. Yeah. Uh, if I could add one more thing for people. Yeah, please. Absolutely. If anybody has anything to worry about saving money and think it's going to take a long time, 
literally within the last three months is when it really hit and it got so much bigger. So keep going. Definitely. And once it hits, it just keeps rolling, right? It just oh, keeps dude. rolling and you build momentum. Everything is slow, but it's fast until you so <laughs> it all happens at once. I love but it. Thank you thank again, you, brother. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely, bro. Thank you for listening to Today's Money. If you want to check out the video that goes along with this episode, there's a link in the show notes. Now, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss any future episodes. And if there's anything that I can do to help you along your trading journey, please reach out to me. My contact info is in the description as well. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in the next episode.